Welcome to the Comedy Here Off the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show, we have Shirley Gnome. Hey, how's everybody's quarantine? Are you loving it? Is it old, is it old to you yet, or is the, has the novelty worn off? Um, all of time has become one moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't tell if I can't tell what's. I don't know how long I've been here. Yeah. I'm in a quantum singularity. I'm trapped in a causality loop. You're like a <laughs> science fiction novel. I have been uh-huh. watching a lot of Star Trek. That's probably why I said all those things. Yeah, that's why you know those terms. I thought, I feel like subconsciously I was asking for something like this so I could catch up on things, but I think I'm actually more impatient now than I was when I was allowed to go outside. Oh, impatient about what? Um, Like, like um, getting things done or uh, like I thought I'd be like, well, if there's no timeline for anything, then I can just really take my time. And I'm finding that I'm more impatient with my projects than usual for some reason. So I'm hoping that tapers off. Like I kind of, do you two feel like you're, you have little things you you're like, well, now I can work on this aspect of my personality. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's patience. I just for me, beat it's myself my core strength. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> that part of my personality sucks. <laughs> what were you saying, Alexi? Uh, I've just been beating myself up for like not getting things done. Yeah. But I feel like I've become a better person. That's good. So, I, don't I, I don't know. I just feel a lot more well balanced. I, I have my self care routine that I can actually do. And okay. I just have time to breathe and, and you know, reflect and just. Be one with my home space. That's mm-hmm. nice. That's mm-hmm. all really great. Uh, yeah. I do That's know. <laughs> healthy. That's so healthy. It is. I think there's some kind of balance to be struck between like the amount of productivity porn there is out there about like, you have time to yeah. finally do everything. Uh, like that kind of hyper anxious fear of not taking advantage of this yeah. completely weird opportunity. And Fuck. then on the yeah. other side, like complete depression and inability to do anything because of lots of different things and not getting stuff done. Yeah. So yeah, um, I definitely am guilty of being like, okay, here's your chance to write your soul album and your script and read those, that whole bookshelf of books. And then yeah. I get mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's weird. It's so much, uh, opportunity can, that it can be crippling. It's a real first world issue, but I guess it's a global issue right now because everyone yeah. can't leave their house and yeah. Yeah. lots of people can't work. So I was just talking to Graham Clark and he was like, uh, what are you, what are you up to? And I was like, oh man, I'm so, just what I just said to you. I'm like, I'm so impatient. And he's like, relax. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. right. He's right. You, you, can burn a, you can burn a day. You could just burn an oh. entire day and there are no consequences. It's just I'm like be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> well, there's those consequences. But then you could just wander around your apartment and look at stuff, right? Because that's, that's your new doing. hobby, isn't it? Yeah, I text I text Shirley that that's my new thing. I just walk around and look at my stuff. <laughs> I got some good stuff. Just rearrange. Do you have, do you have new hobbies, Alexi? Any new hobbies you've developed? Uh, I've been going on like really long walks. Really? And then like crossing the street whenever I see people. I've just been like walking all around, like not the city, but like the residential areas and like just avoiding people, like crossing the street. Yeah. And so staying safe, but yeah, just really long ass walks. Mm. Mm. Nice. Okay. Do you Everything find you that- say, <laughs> that's not a, that's not a skill? I like yeah, you're, I, you're asking you're about a good skills. Person. Well, you hobbies. A very good person. Who? You. 
Me? Alexis, Definitely not yeah. me. Yeah. No, no, no. I would never say that to Shirley. And I know that. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I'm myself. I'm the worst person possibly. I'm, you know, jury's out, but uh, I think I'm degrading. <laughs> well, I really like your outfit. So. Speaking of degrading. <laughs> I had this shirt, you know, I'm white trash. So this is totally my fucking aesthetic. I didn't have yeah. to fucking order this when Tiger King became a thing. I just fucking love this tiger with the rose. Already road. had it. In fact, I heard Tiger King's influenced by you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure everyone did everything terrible because they heard a Shirley Gnome album. <laughs> well, Decoxification came out and then Tiger King comes out. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a coincidence. Not a coincidence. Nope. Confirmed Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Did you two watch that that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost wore a mustache for this just to look like him because I'm like pretty close to looking like the guy because I have I the shirt. Yeah. I, got the, I got the bleach blonde hair. All I needed is the mustache and maybe a little bit of psychopathy. Right, right, right in there, baby. Let's face it. I know you own a fake mustache. Oh, I own several. <laughs> There's a I shelf have- just dedicated to your fake mustache collection. <laughs> Almost. I, uh, uh, I got a lot of mustaches. Definitely disorganized. Okay. They could go on a shelf if I perhaps got my shit together on that. Maybe a museum one day. Um, she's the mustache she wore uh, on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep Ooh, them in little that. jars. Yeah. <laughs> Formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Just floating at the top. You can't see it. Um, happy album release, Shirley. Yay! What yeah. album? There was no album. There was just album a pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. It's the it's the perfect soundtrack to everyone's pandemic. <laughs> well, it's certainly a distraction from everyone's pandemic if they if they can you know find out that it exists. It's really weird because I it got released on March thirteenth, which was kind of like for North America was right at the time when it became really serious when it was no longer just that awful thing that was happening somewhere else. It was now that awful thing that's going to make us all stay inside. <laughs> like that's, that's when the album came out, like right in the middle of that. So it felt very strange. Um, Still went number one though. It did Yay! go number one on iTunes. That's true. And it stayed there for quite a while and it, and it stayed featured for even longer, which was really cool. So okay. I really, that was, and that was the whole experience was like, Oh my God, society's crumbling, but my album's doing well. <laughs> you know, oh, my whole tour got canceled. Oh, you're number one on iTunes, like all uh, in the, uh, yeah. the same days. Uh, yeah. All these festivals got canceled. And then I did a live stream concert that went really well. Like everything that's been good so far in like the last month is all coincided with a really shitty day on the larger scale of things. So really weird, really fucking weird. <sighs> I've been like finding that um, just through my conversations with my friends and the topics that we talk about, um, I always link them to a song off of your album. Like it's just, there's a song for every occasion. <laughs> I'd like to know what those occasions are. <laughs> we were having examples. Yeah, like go your, on. Your, your sources. Okay. Well, I'm going to pull one up and I'm going to tell you about one while I, while I look for the other one. But um, I was talking, That's we were talking about, segment. we were talking about me too. And uh, I'm like, Hey, well, you should check out this song. <laughs> Me too. Yes, it's a great song to talk about to wrap up a song about entitlement and rape culture. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of of, of a sort of a soft button to put on the end of that, Uh, which is kind of the point of that song. Oh, Shirley, can you explain the genesis of that song? Mm. 
This is so funny. Well, basically, you know, and I actually, I went back and checked this over because I'm like, did this really happen? <laughs> but I was, uh, I had a, a conversation. Someone was asking me if a song I already wrote actually was a reference to um, rape culture and male entitlement. And I was like, no, no, that's that just based off the title like no and he's like well you you should write that song and i'm like oh, i want to and then he I kept pushing it and i was like <laughs> i'm feeling really weirdly uncomfortable this seems oddly familiar hmm <laughs> I I for a song. basically was it um not right away but <laughs> i i just was like you know the whole issue of like the concept of um that like certain men have taken it on to be superior in order to have their identity means they push their opinions and what yeah. they want yeah. without even realizing they're doing it. And it's like, yeah. it touches on so many different parts of life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I kind of realized that in that moment, this person who had all these really noble intentions for wanting to support someone like me writing a song like that. Cause it's of course very difficult to have a song about something that mm. dark but was doing it in the exact way that was the problem <laughs> in the first place. I was just like, this, this irony, oh, I feel like it's just fueling the universe right now. It's so strong. <laughs> so, it's very uh, meta. It yeah. was. It, it was a meta experience. That it's a meta song as a result. It's so meta, I'm in it twice, you know? Like, <laughs> one doing the duet with, I didn't hire a dude to do it. I just did it myself. <laughs> oh, for the, for the like, the recording? Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because you do, yeah. um, like, the live one with, with Harris, Yes, Harris I did. Anderson. Yes, good old Harris. He took on he the kills mantle. It. Yeah, and originally the thing that kind of inspired me to follow through with the idea was um, Harris and I were going on a tour with Comedy Here Often, and they thought it would be great since we're both musical comedians to do a duet. So we both tried to write one, but he finished his first, so we did his. Oh. Um, uh, but I then I wrote that one, and, and so he was sort of supposed to be the one that sang it, but. Um, since I tour most of the time by myself, I needed a backup plan for how is I going to do this? Uh, <laughs> you know, like how is, what's the, what's going to be the signature of this? And it was going to be me doing a duet with myself, having the male part as a puppet. So that's what I ended up figuring out how to do. <laughs> and you, you did that. And then for some reason it still was like not hitting properly live. Right. Yeah. It was frustrating because I knew the song was good. Yeah. But um, every time I did it live, I did well. I did it twice with the puppet, but I had the my voice as the the male part pre-recorded. Yeah. And what I've learned about puppetry is that it's complicated, and um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And the audience has to sort of the ha, has to sort of get used to the puppet, and I just bring them out right away and start the song, so they don't have a lot of time to a just get used to the fact that there's a puppet on stage and how the puppet works and how the puppet talks. Um, but um, then they have to also be processing the lyrics. Uh, so the combination of of it being a pre-recorded thing and a puppet, like people's brains just went. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't know that until I, I actually played it back for the puppeteer who made me the puppet to be like, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, you got to do the voice. You got to do the voice live. You have to do yeah. both parts. Like, ooh, that's a fucking vocal marathon, but uh, I'll give it a yeah. shot. And then as soon as I started doing the voice myself, the song started landing. And I was like, oh, there. Okay. Yeah. That was that was the problem. Turns out uh, I do. It is a good song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you were like. Oh, there for a bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you're like, this is working, but people aren't mad at Harris Anderson enough. So let's bring him into the fold. <laughs> yeah. well, it's way, I mean, it's definitely more fun because most of that song is the male part and it's just me <clears throat> reacting to it. And it's fun yeah. because I wrote the male part. So for me, it feels like it's like a writer's room kind of a moment where I'm on stage being like, <laughs> I did yeah. that. Um, so good yeah and i love doing it with harris and I, I hope i can do that more often because he's yeah yeah he really nails it yeah harris is so funny <laughs> his so songs funny. his song hometown also his album that i produced you sang the backup vocals yeah on the, on the album i didn't even know him yet i know and then you two toured together with yumi and fatima and kevin banner that's right. And then I realized what a huge mistake I had made by being on his album. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This pile of horse crap. What am I going to do now? Just tarnish oh, my reputation. I'm just kidding. I hope you uh, go yeah. on his and Sam Tawning's podcast, Sound Judgment, because I've been... To, yeah, they've tried to have me on a few times. I've just been too busy. I got plenty of time now. They should ask me now. <laughs> my fucking, fucking horse friend, Mr. Horsey. <laughs> Just riding it around my house. <laughs> I need some work. Someone call me. <laughs> anyway, that was, yeah. very, that was very Looney Tunes of you, how you did that. I respect that. I really enjoyed that. The yeah, frame, I think the frame that was good. good. It's a good <laughs> frame. You know, you get some comedy, you get some comedy potential with the frame. You know, it's like you can just go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think I see some stairs over there. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah, and then um, the song that was most stuck in my head during the recording process of your album was Nickelback's Not So Bad. Yeah. I think it is maybe the catchiest song I've ever heard. Yeah. It is catchy, but then again, it's based on... I basically shoved five different Nickelback songs into one song, and Nickelback's got really fucking catchy songs, so that's, yeah. you know, basically I just sort of tried to rip them off as, as stealthily as I could, and it ended up being very catchy. Chad. If Chad sued you, that'd be the best thing for the song. Uh, yeah. Well, he's but not Chad ready. had to give permission, and he did. Yeah, he did. That so, was, that was yeah, such a not... victory when that happened. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I, uh, although he'll never sue me, though, and that's the real tragedy of the story. So. Tragedy. It's a tragedy. Uh, that's the other um that's the other song by the way that I was sending out to all my friends and like yeah. it was only because like they'd send me something regarding Nickelback. They'd send me like a meme or whatever knowing that yeah. I work at 604 and I'd yeah, be like, yeah. "Well, do I have a song for you?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to dismantle your whole argument. By the way, Alexi, I think the title of this episode is Tragedy. Um <laughs> real <Okay>. tragedy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, and then the the virus hit, and then Jonathan, who owns a label, hit you up, and once again, like the comedian who told you to write the Me Too song, told you to write a song about the virus. <laughs> That's true. I do respond well to being told by men what to do in my career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was a good idea. I'd like to think of it less as being coerced into doing something more than it was a creative prompt that I consented to. <laughs> exactly. Look, when uh, the boss man comes and says, hey, make a song and then we'll do stuff with it. I'm like, why would I not do that? It's, uh, <laughs> perfect. Let's do it. So you, you wrote and recorded it, sent it to me. And that night I, I did my production and mix on it and then sent it back to you. And you made the video that day. And within like two days, it was out. 
Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fast. So crazy. I mean, yeah. what else are you going to do? Yeah, I guess I had nothing else. I literally had nothing else to do, and I liked the distraction. There were, yeah. you know, figuring out how to mm-hmm. lip sync to words you don't actually know yet because you just wrote the song while holding a camera. Ooh, <laughs> it was a, definitely a, yeah, it was a thing. But uh, great yeah. two days, great two days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. I, it came out a lot darker than I was thinking it would. I know it's like, and I was a little worried about that. Not worried, but when I talked to the head of the label, I was like, I'm t- I have a take on it, but I, I don't know if it's going to age well because things change so quickly. And he's like, nah, who cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think people, I think people will always like spaghetti. So I think you're safe in that regard. <laughs> I think you're the spaghetti hoarding. Yeah. They did. They did. Um, it feels like I think some people respond to dark humor really well and some people don't like there's like I've also noticed things that people are really gravitating towards in terms of corona art are like positive things (laughs) things people are doing to like stay happy and have silly fun to survive this and 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 it's like a more hopeful thing whereas Mm -hmm. mine is just making fun of people for hyper panicking and actually making things worse for everybody which is yeah it's a darker take and it's a it's a bit critical and I, 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 I uh, that's just what I had in my heart that day. And that's what came out. <laughs> well, I mean, like, fair enough, though, because uh, it is kind of a dark topic. So to like be like, oh, everything is great. We're going to get through this together and paint and and like go outside. It's like, no, no, it's, it is dark. <laughs> yeah. Dress up and dance in our ballroom, ball gear and the ball gag. Ball gear? Ball gag? <laughs> ball Ballroom, that's it. I don't know. I was thinking about balls a lot. That's Ball a lonely one. Uh, but, you know, not, I don't want to shit on anybody that's getting happiness out of the just the joy porn that's out there. Because I've certainly watched my share of joy yeah. porn, too. I've seen some pretty great shit out there of people being ridiculous. But I, uh, for me, it just, yeah, my, my take was a little more, um, uh, not realistic, but... Uh, just cutting to the dark fear that is the situation and trying to s- s- slice some um, satire into it. I, right. Yeah. 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 Gotta snap people back to reality. Maybe a well, little there bit. There goes gravity. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Oh, right back to it. Wow. Nice. Do you know that the epicenter of all music is spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had spaghetti in years. You're making me miss it. Um, you haven't had spaghetti in years? No. It's not a go-to for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry to really bring the mood down. Um, That's dark. <laughs> that is dark. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, got sad. Um, normally, we will talk about um, day jobs stuff, but I feel like you tour so much, uh, which is technically a day job for you. Yeah. What's the weirdest stuff that's happened in overseas tours to you? Um, overseas, well, that would, I mean, overseas. I mean, you, you do fringe festivals all over the place. Yes, I do. Um, I, I'm trying to, someone asked me, like, I, I get this question a lot and I, so many crazy things have happened to me on the road that they all blend together and I forget about them. <laughs> yeah. And I think things that are actually totally, completely nuts might not even register in my brain as crazy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a friend who grew up 
homeless for 15 years, like the first 15 years of his life. He wow. did not have a house. His mom was a bit of a, like a grifter and they moved around all the time. And he mm-hmm. will just casually drop stories like, oh yeah, yeah. that reminds me of the time I got stung by a scorpion on my penis on the banks of the Rio Grande. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> and he just, like, he's like, huh? Like he's like, what? He doesn't, it, it was so normal to him. That's what he gets for fucking the beach. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. Just dig a hole and go for it. Could um, scorpion in there. So, yeah. My um, life is probably way weirder than I think. I just think I'm normalized to touring so much. But I think I have a go-to now story, but it wasn't didn't happen overseas. That's okay. the thing. That's okay. It it's, I is still it? want it. Is yeah. it okay? Is it really yeah. okay? I mean, um, we'll see. Uh, oh, wait. This one actually did because it was on Vancouver Island. Um, okay. I did a show, I won't say where on the island, but I did a show and then the company, oh, I, I guess this was in my earlier years and I was a bit more, um, uh, I less, uh, more of like a rolling stone and a little less prepared for things. And I yelled from the stage, I didn't have anywhere to stay, which I would never do now, oh, uh, no. I know better, but I was like, <laughs> obviously I wasn't going to go to someone's house I didn't like, but there were a lot of, it was a good it was yeah. a good time, you know, and there was a good community there. And mm-hmm. I was like, I need somewhere to sleep. Ah! And then uh, <laughs> um, this a really nice lady was like, you can come and stay at my house. And uh, we had chatted earlier and she seemed cool and is cool. And I went to her house and it turns out she is a professional dominatrix. And I slept oh. in her sex dungeon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was awesome. Like she had everything and, oh, and I was really curious and she was very gracious and mm-hmm. uh, we stayed up smoking weed and she answered every single question I had about professional dominatrix sex work. That's uh, cool. It was really cool. And then, uh, and then I just like fell asleep looking at the cross, you know, that we strap people to like, ah, <laughs> this is something that doesn't happen to most people. <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> this <laughs> is before good. hashtags though. Um, I I just remembered such a fucking weird. I did that too. Fake Shark, Real Zombie, the old version of my band. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's common, right? Like you said, common your stories are. Um, No, we, my old punk band, we were on tour with a band called Cancer Bats, and we were playing in Edmonton. We played in a skate park, and I said the same thing. I was like, we don't have anywhere to stay. Can we stay with anybody? And this guy came up and was like, they can stay with me. Said that to the merch person. Uh, but I used to really like roast the crowd back then. And yeah. so at one point during the show, I just pointed at some guy and I was like, that guy came here to give you all STDs. And then we just moved on with the show. And then <laughs> we got to that guy's house after. And he was he was like a hippie kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, probably like 20 years older than us at the time. Uh-huh. And then we get to his house and he's like, that was me. You said that STD. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Right. He's like, and I didn't like you for about three songs. And then I just realized it was part of the joke. And I was proud to be the punchline of it. And I was like, okay. And then he, uh, he was like, you guys want to hear my music? And we were like, sure. And then I start looking around and realize there's all these wedding photos of him on the walls, but it's just him in the photos. And then someone in my band was like, where's, who's the person you married? And he's like, I married myself publicly. And we're like, Okay. <laughs> Then he was like, yeah, and I broke into West Edmonton Mall and tried to free the seals. And we were like, we're staying here tonight. And then he he was very like hippie, like peace man kind of. But 
he was so angry. Like he was showing us his music yeah. and he was showing us the secret song, which was him chastising the bass player and his band for being late. And he's like, isn't this funny? And it was just scary. Yeah. And then at yep. the end of the night, um, we were going to sleep. And then he was like, Kevy, you can, uh, there's, there's no room for you. You can sleep in bed with me. And I was like, that's okay. Thanks. He's like, no, seriously. Like it's either in my bed or on the floor. And I was like, I'll take the floor. But I had to sleep on the floor in front of the bathroom and he was like, okay, well, I sleep naked. And then in the middle of the night, he stepped over oh. me. <laughs> no! Yeah. No, that's weird. You're right. You don't know how weird your life is until you can compare it to somebody else's weird stories, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you say it out loud and you're like, oh, <laughs> we just going to sneak by you here. It's fucking, oh my God. Yeah. Can we talk about, do you know, I feel like this is a, a weird personality that has repeated itself because I've also met the angry hippie before. Yeah. I, I find it fascinating. Like the peace of love will fucking kill you. Yeah, it is overcompensating for something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. They, they're it's doing sad. what they feel they should do, but not what's truly in their angry, angry heart. Yeah, and they're trying to cover up their anger with the peace and love thing. That's a lot like a... Uh... Religion. Oh, <laughs> I should cut Let that out. Got out. <laughs> Too political. It's got to go. No, you can be, get as political as you want. <laughs> You're surrounded by atheism. <laughs> I'm dancing to your political commentary. Dance. Yeah, that's the I appropriate response. I like. I like paused. I was like, oh shit. I hope neither of you are <laughs> gonna get offended by this. You know what you're talking to. I don't, what, the, what am I thinking? Of coronavirus. <laughs> I'm ask all of my imaginary friends. Is <laughs> anyone here offended by that astute observation on human behavior? No? No? Someone else realize is um, a trope in f successful movies is loneliness because so many movies have popped in my head. I'm like, this is kind of like Castaway. This is kind of like Dawn of the Dead. This is kind of like uh, Last yeah. Man on Earth. This is kind of like. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. Loneliness. Yeah. Alone together. Here we are. I just like that Alexi thought she was going to offend us just now. Good luck. I, I, I just had to like search <laughs> my brain and be like, who am I going to offend here? Is this okay to say? But then I was like, I've already started saying it. I have nothing else I can say. I have to just say it now. No turning back. And that's good pod right there. It's <laughs> excellent pod. And it's not a, I mean, the idea of um, religious or spiritual belief operating as like an opiate is not a, a new concept this is one this is one that people have been discussing in philosophical circles for centuries so um yeah. anyone who's offended is a total snowflake cuck <laughs> i myself am just uh discovering becoming a quaker but by that i just mean i eat oatmeal every day um, oh that's because I'm also exploring becoming a Quaker, but it just means I wake up shaking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Same Speaking here, of and I just wear buckles. Lots yes. and lots of buckles. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, Shirley, do you have any, have you ever had an encounter with a ghost? Yes. Ooh. We already talked about this on last time I was on the podcast, though. No, no more ghost experiences since? <laughs> um, well... Let me just let me go. Let me just just you know how your life's Would so crazy. You go to a haunted hospital or something. <laughs> uh, no, have I been to a haunted house recently? Uh, no. 
haunted building would be. I feel like a ab- abandoned hospital is top of the list. Oh yeah. Uh, I once, there's, um, uh, there's a spot on the Coquihalla where there's a, like an old resort that's like shut down, but someone smashed one of the doors open so you can go inside. Wow. I felt like that place was haunted for sure. It's that spot. I think it's on Robert's, I think it's called Robert's Pass. It's like, you can pull in, there's like a visitor center and right next to it is this hotel and it's got like this weird smell and it feels mm. like there's not enough oxygen there and there's like pressure. So you, and it's mm. dark and, there, but there's like, there's like, there was so much stuff that we stole. Out of the <laughs> what did you steal? We took cutlery. There were so many glasses. We just started like grabbing as much as we could. And then uh, me, it was me and my uh, my pal and compatriot in musical comedy, Wes Borg. Um, we also grabbed some art off the walls, including some oh, like huh? pretty dope pictures of like trains, like Rocky, the Rocky Mountaineer. And <laughs> I still nice. have one hanging up in my room. I hear it's haunted. Yeah. It felt haunted. That train um, is haunted in that painting. Oh, you uh, think the actual painting is haunted? Just the train in the painting. Oh. Don't get on it. Um... What if I get so high by myself and try to crawl <laughs> inside like a Harry Potter movie? Yeah, it's like the Simpsons with the spruce moose. Um, okay. Exactly. Get in. <laughs> uh, th- th- I've been considering Disney Plus just for the Simpsons, but I still think I don't like family movies enough to really commit. Because all Simpsons 30 seasons. Yeah, all 30 seasons. It's like the the reason people seem to be getting it. And then they're like, I guess I'll watch Frozen 2 also. <laughs> It's so good, though. Is it good? Somebody, I did an Instagram live the other day, and someone's like, have you seen Frozen 2? I'm like, what the fuck? Why would I see that? It's a fucking kids movie. I don't even know, like... I'm the same as you, Shirley. I feel that way, too. But most of our contemporaries are very into children's movies. Okay. but And, Alexi, you saw Frozen 2? Yeah, I cried. Like, like we... We are the odd people out here. Like okay, most people okay. like family movies, except you and I. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, all time is one moment now. So, you know, if this goes on till July, out of sheer boredom, I'll probably put it on just to see what everyone else is talking about. That's why I watch Tiger King. Um, yeah. I wasn't, pret- if I had just was like, oh, a bunch of assholes who own tigers, fuck that. I'm not spending any of my time watching that. But, you know, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, I love peer pressure. Makes I, me do I stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, it guides me in the right direction. It guides me in a direction. Um, <laughs> I, I, what about if something ev- is still not good enough for boredom? What an insult. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. Enough. If you are, so, yeah, if you're so bored then it still doesn't like do anything. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know though. Are we getting so bored because? we have access to so much entertainment and stimulation that like you have to up your interest in it or does it degrade and you can, will watch anything and get excited? Like, what do you guys think? Cause I'm not quite sure I know where I'm at with that. Uh, I think I get overwhelmed by like how much is available to me. And then I sort of like get bored in, in that. I don't mm. know. I like- I'm trying. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say that I'm trying to make it a treat so that I'm not just spending all my time doing it. So I try to have a productive day until about 10 at night, and then I turn my phone off and just watch something and really pay attention to it. Uh, That's how I'm trying to do it. It's not always successful, but 
I mean, it's you can be tempted to waste a bunch of time on Netflix every day, especially these days. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I have finally, I've got this like backlog of stuff I haven't been watching because I've been too busy mm-hmm. on the road and stuff. Um, so I kind of feel excited. Like I finally watched BoJack Horseman. Which oh, so for good. Years, so, but I never so had time to actually watch it. And then that was one of the first things I'm like, okay, let's go into my phone. Look at all these things that people have been telling me to watch for what, like two or three years and <laughs> started going through the list. Yeah. Uh, and that was amazing. Um, and now I feel like almost reluctant. Like I've watched so many good things that now I'm like, well, what's going to top that? That was incredible. And then there is something that always, you yeah. know, like, oh, this is awesome too. Like it's, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how great <laughs> all the things that come through the TV can be. And it is a little bit terrifying because I feel like it can be, yeah, you can waste so much time watching but that stuff. Is it really wasting time if you're taking it in and it's inspiring you? Because Bojack Horseman is like brilliant. Yes, that's true. That felt that felt like thought provoking and creatively inspiring and all those good things. So yeah, maybe that's not a waste of time because it gets you. Yeah, I, get, I, st- I was still thinking about this morning. I was getting. I watched it weeks ago now, and I was like thinking about stuff from it. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, I suppose I, it's a yeah. Go on. Sorry, it's just a yeah. Thing. I think um, like be, the three of us all create things. You have to have an input and an output phase. I think so. If you're inputting good stuff like that, yeah then you're going to output good stuff also, I feel like. <laughs> like food <laughs> poop. Sounds <laughs> 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 like the bridge of eggplant emoji. The p- <laughs> no, that's the bridge of um, two instances oh, yeah. we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, right, you're right. Sorry. It's hard. I make a lot of weird squealing noises in a lot of my <laughs> I'm just here you're to right, help right. you out. You're right. Um, how do you feel about performing something? Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, it's so great. I forgot, but my guitar is right over there next to the horse I just threw across the room. Um, okay, if we do that? Uh, it's okay if we do that. I f- uh, yes. yes. I'm going to go get it, though. Okay. So okay. you can talk shit about me for the next 30 seconds. And wait. Please take those out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alexi. Oh, this is Alexi. great. This is great. I really did need this. Yeah. Um, nice to yeah. see friends. Nice to see both of you. Not that she can hear that. Okay, here we go. Shirley, you don't have you don't have to put those in. Okay. Did you guys see my butt? No, it was blurry. <laughs> you look like <laughs> Japanese porn right now. Hentai butt. I totally had hentai butt. That's cool. <laughs> um. Oh God. Uh. Just edit this. Edit this twenty-minute blank where I can't remember anything uh, that I've ever written. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's that. There's that. Uh huh. There's. I go to that one a lot. That's a good one. Uh huh. Sure. Okay. I got it. Okay. This song is called "Kevin and Alexi Are Stupid Assholes." My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Uh, <laughs> is that guitar coming through okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sound very enthusiastic. Yeah. I think that's yeah. as good as it's going to get. Yep. 
and that's the name of my next album. Surely's <laughs> <laughs> final album. Well, that's all I've got. Good night. Um, this is a song uh, about touring. Just yeah. a little bittersweet right now, but uh, in a way, it's kind of positive because I've had a hard time with some of the touring I've been doing, particularly in the United States of America. It used to be a place I'd have a lot of fun in, and then it got weird. Yeah. Because it had this weird impact on my love life. American boys, you only want me for my citizenship. To Canada, you want only dreams. Your nation is on fire, rising with the smoke. Way up high, up to my borderline. You wanna give it a little poke? You say you love my heart, you love my body, love my mind. You say you cannot find a gal in your own land that is as good a gal as I. I ask you to say naughty things, but much to my surprise, you moan and whisper, oh, I'm getting so naturalized. You say your heart is kind, your heart is honest, your heart is true. But I can see you calculating how your money's gonna jump up in value. You want Medicare and gun control, and loving me is the tax. I wish that I could trust you to just use me for sex. Is that too much to ask, American boys? You clear your browser history of all you read, but I still find immigration papers underneath the bed. You casually mention that I could be an American too. Well, okay, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, no thanks. All the Yankee boys that came before. Every one of them out my front door Sat on my Chesterfield Cried into my poutine Another victim of this new American dream Well, I thought that they were into me Which is the technical term for performing oral sex on a vulva. I know it's weird to just break down in the middle of the song and unpack an innuendo like that, but um, I know a lot of people listen to this in America and their sex education is really lacking. So I'm just taking this opportunity to get the right information out there. Cardalangus, American boy. If you're willing to take this all the way, is a good Canadian gal somebody you portray? But if you only want to mess around with me, that suits me just fine. Cause I'll visit for a while, then I'll head back north in style. My face will have a smile, cheap gas for every mile, and a trunk so full of wine as I leave you in exile. Oh, you hot Yankee's got a little spark. A permanent resident of my heart. But that's it. Woo! <laughs>
so good. <laughs> I love that song. You're such a good singer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's usually what people say when they have seen my show, but don't like the humor. <laughs> well, I, I think you're funny and I think you're a good singer. I know that's not true in your case, but it's, it's such a, people are, it's so polite. Like they're yeah. being nice. They're trying to, and I think it's good to always find something good in every show you see. I, that's mm. what I like to do. Always yeah. find something you can be like, that was good. Yeah. Um, and I think for people who are, um, for whatever reason, not into the stuff I'm talking about, for them to just, still be like, I really like your singing voice. <laughs> nice way of saying, yeah. well, I'm upset at everything you said <laughs> with your voice, but I like the way it sounded when you did. <laughs> yeah. Very thoughtful of those people. Yes. Okay, Shirley, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I hope Very that nice you both you. stay uh, healthy and happy and uh and good. I'm going to go down to the grocery store now and open cough on all of the vegetables. I think that's the right decision that you could make. I just do that until they make me leave. And then I get human contact. I'm just, you know, anything to be touched. Touched everything. Listen to Decoxification. Listen to Corona Vibes. You have a new video coming out. I do. I don't know when, though. I gotta fucking call that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, coming yeah. it's coming out soon. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Nice to see you, young Alexi. Nice to see you both. And uh, we'll see you next time. Let's end this by all coughing with our open mouths together. Oh, okay. you were about to do a sign-off and I ruined it. No, this is better. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I've been your host, Kevin. Make sure to subscribe to Shirley on social media and make sure to follow us on social media at Comedy Here Often on all platforms. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.